Hello, and welcome to the My Bible Life Podcast with your host, Vanessa Upkins. If you're not driving, get your pens, pads, and devices, and get ready to journey through God's Word together for the next few minutes. And if you can't make notes right now, be sure to save, download, or bookmark the podcast to listen again later. Oh, and don't forget to follow. Now, without further ado, here's Vanessa. Welcome back, my friend. This is Vanessa Upkins, your host for the My Bible Life podcast, where we do life together studying the Word of God. I am so glad that you're joining me today because you are building consistency, and I want to encourage you to keep it up. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I welcome you here. Start today and count this episode as your first Bible study and challenge yourself to do 10 weeks of consistency. You see, the purpose of this challenge is to develop a routine and deepen our relationship with God through Bible study. So pick a time in your day that you will devote to reading and investing time for spiritual growth. I promise the word is life-changing. But before we get started with our Bible study today, I want to share two things. Number one, our Operation Download Project. You probably like, what is that? Well, our mission is to spread the gospel and encourage people to study the Bible. And we have a goal to have our next 1,000 downloads. And as of today, we are almost there. Let me explain how it works. Each time a person listens to a podcast, it is recorded as a download. When you share this podcast, it counts. When you share it with a friend, a coworker, and when they listen, there is a download. That means the Word of God is getting out and someone's life is going to be impacted and it's going to be a big win for the kingdom of God. You are a big part of this success. Plus, it helps others to be able to find the podcast. It doesn't matter if you're listening to this podcast in 2030. The Word of God is active and alive forever, according to Hebrews 4. Take the challenge and be a part of Operation Download. Number two, post your reviews your takeaways, your points of power, things that you're pondering about as you study. We have been selecting reviews and takeaways from our Bible study to share with our listeners. And one other thing that I want to share, in last week's episode, Jesus Heals the Sick in Genezareth, I gave the wrong scripture in one of my takeaways. And the scripture should be Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, where I share in my takeaway, I never knew you. So I said Mark chapter 5, but it's Matthew chapter 7, verse 22. So I want to thank one of our wonderful listeners, Tootie, for bringing that to my attention. So I went back and changed that on the episode, so it's all correct now. But if you were one of the listeners that looked it up and said, oh, that is the wrong scripture. You are exactly right. It was the wrong scripture. So so I, I did go back and change it. And thank you so much for just loving me anyway. Even though I do make mistakes, I want to correct them. Well, 
let's go ahead and get started with our Bible study today. It comes from Mark chapter 7, and we're going to be reading verses 1 through 13. And I am reading from the English Standard Version, and this is what it says. Now, when the Pharisees gathered to him, him meaning Jesus, with some of the scribes who have came from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews did not eat unless they washed their hands properly, holding to the traditions of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they did not eat unless they washed and there were many other traditions that they observed, such as washing of the cups and the pots and the copper vessels and dining couches. And the Pharisees and the scribe asked him, him meaning Jesus, why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? And he said to them, well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites as it is written? This people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. And he said to them, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, if a man tells his father or mother, whatever you have gained from me is carbon, that is given to God, then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother. Thus, making void the word of God by your tradition that is handed down, and many such things you do. Let us pray. Father God, we just thank you for being such a loving God. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching and leading and guiding us. And Father, we want to honor you with our heart. We don't want to just let words come off of our lips. We want to honor you with our hearts. And so in today's lesson, teach us how to honor you through your commandments. Teach us the difference between traditions and your commandments. And Father God, I thank you for my friend who is listening to this podcast. Show yourself in a mighty way and bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, my friend, we are ready for the backstory here. I want to encourage you, if you are a brand new listener, to go back and listen to the previous episode so that you can see what has been happening. So the backstory is that Jesus, after he fed the 5,000, he commanded the disciples to go across in the boat to the other side, and he sent them to Bethsaida. And there was a storm, really, really, really bad, and so Jesus came walking on the water and got in the boat. He calmed, he calmed the storm and they went to the area of Genezareth. Now, when they got to Genezareth, the people recognized Jesus and people were coming from all over the region. It doesn't say how long he was there, but it does say that people were coming from all over and they began to bring their sick and some of them were in beds. And when they went into the marketplaces, they would just lay the people down in the marketplaces and ask Jesus to 
healed them. And even some of them touched the fringe on his garment and many was healed. So that's the backstory. And we pick right up here in chapter seven, verse one. So we can see from this verse that the news has traveled all the way to Jerusalem and the scribes are considered experts at reading and interpreting the law of Moses. They work with the Pharisees and also the priests and the scribes that came from Jerusalem. The reason why they're there is in hope to convict Jesus of breaking the law. So verse two, it says, they saw some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is unwashed. So they asked Jesus why his disciples broke the law by not washing their hands. So the word defile means to make unclean, impure, or corrupt. So they had defiled themselves. They were unclean and therefore breaking the law. According to their traditions and their customs, let's go on to verse three. It says, for the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands properly, holding to the traditions of the elders. Now, we want to note that the disciples are not breaking the Mosaic law, the law given by Moses, but they are breaking the Jewish tradition. But what matters is the Mosaic law. So let's investigate what the traditions are and what did the elders expect for Jesus' disciples to do. And I was able to find information in the Eastern Bible Dictionary that talks about it. And according to what I'm about to share with you, this is kind of like what they expected to be done. It says, by tradition, according to which the disciples are to have gone down to the side of the lake, wash their hands thoroughly, rubbing the fist of one hand in the hollow of the other, then place the 10 fingertips together, holding the hand up so that any surplus water might flow down to the elbows and hence to the ground. To neglect to do this had come to be regarded as a great sin, a sin equal to the breach of any of the 10 commandments. Moses had commanded washing often, but always for some definite cause. But the Jews multiplied the legal observance till they formed a large body of precepts. And again, this is found in the Easton Bible Dictionary. Wow, that's a lot of washing. So we can see here that the tradition of the elders, according to the Jewish law, that they had added on to the law of Moses. And this is what they are confronting Jesus about as regard to his disciples not properly washing their hands. Now in verse three, it's gonna tell us about some of the customs that the Jews and the Pharisees, what they observed and how they went about washing within the marketplace and so forth. It says in verse three and four, it says, for the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands properly, holding to the traditions of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. Them. And there are many other traditions that they observe, such as washing of the cups and the pots and the copper vessels and dining couches. Verse five, 
And the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? So the Pharisees and the Jews, they had a special way of washing or a ritual for washing their hands, the utensils, the furniture. And notice it says the dining room couches. So they would lay on the couches and they would eat because the tables were low to the ground and they would lean on one side and they would dip with the other hand use their bread as utensils sometimes in eating. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out. Now, I was able to find an article that was written by Shaviva Garden Bennett, who is a Judaism expert. And she says that there are other times when the Jewish law requires hand washing, which includes after sleeping or napping, going to the bathroom, after leaving a cemetery, before a meal, especially if bread is involved, and after a meal, if there were salt of Sodom was used. They had a special prayer that they prayed. In English, it says, Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us regarding to the washing of hands. So they had all kinds of rituals. Well, the washing of the hands goes all the way back when the Lord told Moses to make a basin of bronze. Now that is found over in Exodus chapter 30. Let's go over there and we're going to read verses 17 through 21. So that's Exodus chapter 30, verse 17 through 21. And this is the English Standard Version. And this is what it says. The Lord said to Moses, you shall also make a basin of bronze with a stand of bronze for washing. You shall put it in between the tent of meetings and the altar. You shall put water in it with which Aaron and his son shall wash their hands and their feet. When they go into the tent of meetings or when they come near the altar to minister to burn a food offering to the Lord, they shall wash with water so that they may not die. They shall wash their hands and their feet so they may not die. It shall be a statue forever for them, even to him and his offsprings throughout their generations. So the bronze basin or the basin of bronze is for the priests to wash themselves before serving either in the tent of meetings or at the altar for burnt offerings. This is where it was originally put in place. They have taken the commandment of God and added to it men's traditions. So Jesus responds, and we're going to read verses 6 through 8. And this is what he says in the English Standard Version. And he says to them, Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites as it is written? This people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines of commandments of men. You leave the commandment of God and you hold to the tradition of men. Now, Jesus is quoting Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13, which says, and this is God speaking 
through the prophet Isaiah. And God says, and the Lord says, because this people draw near with their mouth and honor me with their lips, while their hearts are far from me, and their fear of me is a commandment taught by men. Okay, so we can see here that over the years, they have added to God's commandment and people are honoring God with their mouth, but not honoring him with their hearts. Jesus continued to say in verse nine, he says, and he said to them, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, if a man tells his father or his mother, whatever you have to gain from me is carbon, that is given to God, then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother, thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you hand it down. And many such things you do. Okay, so in this scripture, we can see that Jesus has two different quotes. The first quote, honor your father and your mother, comes from Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. And that states, honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that your Lord, your God, is given you. Now, that's one of the Ten Commandments. And this particular commandment, notice that it comes with a promise. The promise is when you honor your father and your mother, your days are going to be long in the land that God has given you. And the second quote comes from Exodus chapter 21, verse 17. Whoever curses his father or mother shall be put to death. And in the scripture reading, it says revile. Jesus says, whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. In verse 17 of Exodus 21, it says, whoever curses his father or his mother shall be put to death. So revile means to curse, to scold, and an abusive attack. So what did the Jewish tradition add or take away from the commandment of honor? To honor meant not only to respect your parents, but also to take care of your parents when they got old and they were unable to take care of themselves. Jesus is referring to the basic conflict that this tradition was breaking God's commandment. Basically, a son could declare carbon, which is a sacrificial offering given to the temple, and not take care of the responsibilities of taking care of their parents. This is what was happening because of the tradition. Instead of taking care of the parents, the son would plea carbon, declaring the money to be used for the temple as a consecrated gift to God. This was not the commandment of God, but man's commandment. So they were teaching the people to disobey God's commandment and to honor their man-made laws. Oh, my friend, that was a lot, wasn't it? We covered a lot, but we made it through today's Bible study. So I am ready to share my takeaway. I have lots, but I'm only going to focus on on one main one. Okay, so this is what I would like to share. According to the title, Tradition and Commandments, I think that Jesus doesn't really care about traditions. And if you have traditions or what have you, we have family traditions that we do on certain holidays and things like that. He doesn't really care about that. 
what he cares about is if these traditions or doctrines take away or overpower what God's word says. And so we're to never to allow our traditions or doctrines to take priority over God's commandment. And it should not add to or take away. And so I'm reminded when Moses told the Israelites before they took possession of the promised land, he told them to obey God's commandments. Let's turn over there. It's over in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 2, but let's start with 1. Let's read 1 and 2. And this is Moses speaking. It says, And now, O Israel, listen to the statutes and the rules that I am teaching you, and do them that you may live and go in and take possession of the land that the Lord, thy God, your Father, is giving you. You shall not add to the word that I command you, nor take from it that you keep the commandments of the Lord, your God, that I command you. So very clear. Don't take away. Don't add to God's commandments. And as you saw, as the generations passed by, they were constantly adding to God's commandments. And so I want to leave you with this thought to think about this week. Do you value traditions and doctrines more than God's commandments? Can you think of situations where in your life where you have allowed traditions to overpower what God says? I mean, I'm thinking uh, Christmas is an example. Do we get so wrapped up into gift buying and the Christmas trees and the celebrations and all of that, that it overshadows the true meaning of celebrating the birth of Jesus and Jesus the Messiah being born? Just a thought. Think about what traditions or doctrines that may be in your life that is overshadowing what God's word says. Well, I want to thank you for joining me for Bible study today. And as always, thank you for making my Bible life your number one podcast for Bible study. So keep studying the word because we learn his word, live his word, and lead with his word to have a transformative life. Love you with the heart of Jesus, and we will see you next week. You've been listening to the My Bible Life Podcast with your host, Vanessa Upkins. We pray you have been blessed by the word today. This weekly series was created to increase your faith, encourage you in your walk with Him, and to give you inspiration to continue moving forward with confidence toward fulfilling the work He has already begun in you. Since you're already here, we invite you to follow, share, download, and help us to reach more people to join in with us. Let's share the love and his word so that they too can be blessed by the My Bible Life Podcast, currently on Spotify, Audible, and Podbean.